Yeah, so you often um, you often see the suttas in the suttas contentment being mentioned as something to develop, as something to um, to cultivate and um, and protect. So the question there really is, uh, what kind of attitude do you have towards your own contentment? Is it something you regard as um, as given, just sort of uh, that you're not responsible for, as you know, you can't help it, whether you're contented or discontented, or is it something that you can actually make the effort towards, protect it, develop it further, um, make it increase if it's sort of uh, not that um, present? The whole point is to to uh, to recognize that actually it is something you can do, um, and uh, it's something you can uh, learn how to be. So as the suttas often often mention it, it is something uh, you can cultivate, and it's actually um, necessary uh, for practice because um, content and discontent are the, are rooted in the mind. So they're states of mind; they're not dependent on the circumstances. So yes, sure, sometimes circumstances are absolutely not conducive for the practice, and you should not be content with those. But then the time will come where. Um, there is no particular external reason for your discontent, like everything is fine, health is fine, you, you have enough food, seclusion, you're not being um, uh, overwhelmed by the elements and so on, by things you have to deal with, yet the mind is not content. The mind is restless, the mind is looking for uh, different things, change of the environment and so on, and that's that's what you need to recognize then, that... Um, that that's the problem now, that, that the mind cannot be uh, contented with things that are actually suitable for the goal that you are clear about. So whether a monk or a lay person, you, you should, well, you should always be reviewing your situation as if it's, uh, is it still supporting for the practice? Uh, is it still supporting for the precepts? Um, is it uh, too challenging? Is it, is it making things too, too tempting, too hard to uphold? Um, if things are um, not not going in the direction of, of, of making your life harder, um, making your practice harder, then you should also keep an eye on your mind so it does not become discontented with, uh, with things that are otherwise fine. So um, that's why contentment is deep down, it's actually learned. So, you know, fundamentally, the mind that's, um, that has developed more can be contented even with things, you know, even with like a loss of health and so on, because uh, as I said, it, it is rooted in the mind, the state of mind that doesn't um, doesn't resist. That's fundamentally what contentment is. Um, so you do wanna, and then it means you're basically at ease and uh, in a state of equilibrium, regardless of uh, of what you're going through. So that way, that's why contentment should should could also be made into like a goal to strive for. So you will be contented with things internally. So, and even if sometimes you choose to say change the environment because maybe it ceased to be suitable for the practice, and you 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 see directly how it relates to, you know, the lack of progress. Let's say like that. Even then, you can remain contented internally, even with the change, even with, with, with acting towards the change that is necessary. Um, so you can be contented, contented with uncertainty. 
uh, contented with lack of control. All these things are pretty much come down on the level of that, um, accepting them on the level of your mind and uh, not not necessarily um, ignoring them or, or just uh, pretending to go with the flow or something. No, you might sometimes have to interrupt the flow. Sometimes you might have to do things and so on. But either way, whether you're with the flow or, 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 or against it, in terms of your environment, you should be contented internally. So that's why the clearer the nature of things become, the nature of change, unknownability and so on, the, uh, the more effortlessly contented you would be. Being contented with little, with fewness of desires, um, with, uh, with seclusion and so on. So um, all these goals to, um, towards the developing a certain type of environment, such as, you know, not socializing and chasing sensuality, keeping the precepts, uh, you need to learn how to be contented with, because obviously the mind wants to go with the pull of desires and so on. So that's why once you do establish environment on the basis of your discernment, such as, oh, this environment is good for me, this environment is good for practice, uh, does not necessarily make me feel inspired or pleasant because solitude is hard if it's not learned, um, abstaining from, from pursuing uh, essential desires is hard if it's not developed and so on, but I will sustain it and then I will learn how to be contented with that and that's where the practice will take a whole new level. That's the kind of you know, finding joy, learning how to find joy in solitude and non-sensuality and, and joys of renunciation. That's not going to happen automatically or naturally or something, because naturally sensuality is the direction the mind wants to go. Company is the direction the mind wants to go, and that's why you're liable to suffering. So going against that grain um, is something you first need to take on out of faith, out of, under, out of intellectual understanding that, that it is something that can um, result in greater good for yourself and others, such as liberation. Um, and then you actually have to learn how to be contented with and protect that environment. Um, and uh, as I said in the beginning, just don't confuse that for uh, learning to ignore things that are not suitable. So you should not be contented with sensuality and you should not be contented with the environment that's conducive to sensuality. You should not be contented with socializing, uh, depending on other people for your emotional support. That's not something you should be contented with because that is um, very much uh, rooted in, um, in suffering and it's certainly perpetuating the basis that is making you liable to suffering. So learn to be contented with things that you know are conducive to, for peace, for dispassion, for disenchantment, for seclusion, um, for liberation pretty much, for, for, for non-dependence on any external or internal factor for that matter. So, so that's, that's the goal to be contented with. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, sometimes you probably have to, you know, you will catch yourself whereby things are very conducive for practice. There's nothing, there's nothing you have to deal with or address, yet you find your mind in a state of discontent. You find your mind in a state of, hmm, not being settled or happy and um, and all you need to do then is just um, you know make some effort and, and contemplate the reasons for that as in not look for faults but look for the reasons for mind being discontent in the environment that's otherwise you know quite uh, suitable for for content 
um and then um actually yeah just uh just uh refrain from those thoughts they would be fueling the discontent such as as i said looking for faults finding negative in um irrationally finding negative in 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 in, in things around you that are not otherwise so um and then just uh sustain that awareness endure that awareness that the mind is in a state of discontent while there is no reason for it to be and as i said make sure you don't welcome that discontent fuel it further think on account of it carelessly and it will have to fade because it does require uh, that irrational discontent requires equally irrational maintenance so you need to be providing support you need to be providing um, thoughts that are adding more to that context of discontent don't don't give in to that irrational fault finding um, that uh, has to be the basis for discontent pretty much always um, so if it's not a factual basis for discontent such as uh, unsuitable environment then it would be the the um, your own fault finding mind that would be the reason for discontent always you know thinking oh well it would be better like this or better like that and there is no end to that that's why it's it's a kind of a trap mara's daughter's trap as the suttas would say discontent is one of the one of the ways to to basically fall away from the wholesome uh, skillful context even if you're in a very skillful environment and then they keep living basically in a very very uh, unskillful framework so you might still be restrained and so on and not engaging with sensuality and secluded but if fundamentally on top of that the mind does not develop the framework of contentment uh, that will be blocking the progress that will be uh, preventing the context from uh, from that fulfillment so even in the in a layman's setting um obviously you know with its own limitations um you 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 can still um on the basis of your precept recognize what environment is suitable for the precept and then try and uphold such environment they will they will make your restraint and renunciation easier or at least more sustainable and then uh, and then don't think your work ends there either because the mind will not necessarily even if you do it even if you protect your environment even if you keep your precepts the mind will not necessarily uh grow to like it the mind will not necessarily be contented with it um so if you do sustain your effort and as i said if you then become aware of your gratuitous discontent then you can actually slowly learn how to experience the pleasure of renunciation which is which is what contentment is uh, and actually start to prefer um, renunciation precepts seclusion as i said even within the limited framework of, of a lay setting still the contentment is necessary to be developed upon the um, the right and skillful behavior that you've been cultivated beforehand so when you become contented with such such a lifestyle then obviously um the, the pressure of sensuality that goes against that lifestyle the pull of society the the company will um, will lessen because you are actually preferring the opposite now you're not just you know through a determination and inspiration making the effort to go against the grain you're becoming quite contented quite happy in living against the grain and that's where the practice becomes more effortless and uh, and yeah that can be developed then even further and so on so that's why contentment is important as a mental factor 
And uh, yeah, that's why often the Buddha would talk about it because it is uh, it is something that everybody will have to address at some point. Um, so don't just expect mind to be contented on its own. Or if it is contented on its own, you still need to do the work and review it and check. Is there contentment there because of the true recognition that this environment is good for me and my sense restraint is supported and renunciation is supported? Or are you contented just because, you know, there's some central basis or something that the mind is actually still delighting in and you're confusing that for the right type of contentment. So whether the mind is contented or not, you need to keep reviewing whether the mind is contented or not and the reasons for that contentment. And if it's if, if they're suitable and wholesome and skillful, sure, you protect, you keep you keep um, you keep being aware of that context. But if they're not, that's where you kind of rewrite them and you prevent your mind from uh, from dwelling on the negative aspects or the central aspects and try to basically uh, replace them with a, with a wholesome uh, contemplations and skillful aspects that were basically would be revolving around renunciations, renunciation and learning how to um, how to like it pretty much in, uh, in plain terms.